0: Talk Radio. Hello, I'm Daniel Cowan, and you're listening to Call Talk for June 13th. Today's topic is marijuana in the workplace. If you're listening live, we invite you to be part of the show and ask questions. And here's how you do it. Email me at brian at benchmarkportal.com. I want to remind everyone that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to at benchmarkportal.com any time of the day. And now... I'd like to introduce the host of Call Talk, Bruce Belfuri.
1: Thank you, Daniel, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. Well, you know, the legalization of marijuana and the use of drugs in general is both a societal and medical issue, but it's also become a major management issue, and it could become a major headache for contact center managers. And that's why we wanted to talk more about drug testing and marijuana in particular and the impacts that it's having on call centers. And so we brought in an expert on the topic for you, Christine Canin, CEO of Higher Image LLC. Welcome to the show, Christine.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Bruce, for having me. I'm excited to be here and provide as much information as I can to help assist your audience on what they need to know when it comes to drug testing applicants and the whole impact of legalization of marijuana. And I promise that this presentation and discussion will not cause the munchies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, good. We wanted to know about that because, <laughs> of course- A lot of people say that uh, already call centers kind of run on their stomachs and (laughs) there's an awful lot of extra food around, but uh, that's good to hear. Thank you. Well, for our listeners, just to give you a bit of an introduction, Christine Kunin has been CEO of Higher Image LLC for the past 13 years, and her company is nationally accredited, specializing in background screening and drug testing. She's past chair of the National Association of Professional Background Screeners and active with the Society of Human Resource Management, SHRM, at both the national and the local level. Christine is a frequent speaker at events throughout the U.S., and, in fact, I actually met Christine at one of her presentations this past April where she presented on this topic. So, you know, Christine, there's a lot of management issues here, but screening and testing is sort of the front door, if you will. So let's start with the basics. Uh, What are some of the benefits for contact center managers in testing testing? their potential employees, and their current employees?
2: Yeah, it's a great question, Bruce, and uh, a great way to kick this off because there are a lot of legal headaches, but we we should start off with what are the benefits and and what what do employers need to know. So a few of the benefits to um, having both a substance abuse policy and a drug testing are you're going to have increased productivity and reduced turnover, you would have reduced absenteeism and tardy, tardiness, and there there's studies out there that prove this. Um, a much safer work environment, and as many of your listeners probably know, um, they're probably probably required to do drug testing based on some contractual requirements and what their clients are requiring. So that's a lot of times why we also see it as well. But it definitely helps the business, and it helps the bottom line for sure.
1: Well, those are very compelling areas. I mean, the increased productivity, reduced absenteeism, I mean, things that have impacts on the bottom line of the company, on the ability to do scheduling in a reliable way, uh, your whole workforce management area, I mean, really is going to be impacted by this. And uh, obviously the safety things that you were talking about. And, um yeah, so the very important thing. So before we dig into specifics on marijuana, uh, can you share insight on areas where you find that hiring managers should know about certain things while testing but might not be aware of today?
2: Yeah, sure, and uh, we actually just had this come up this week with a client uh, that was a call center. So number one, I would say before you start testing, and if you already are testing, you should check to make sure that you actually have a substance abuse policy in place. Um, you should have that. That should be the starting place before you even do drug testing to begin with. Um, So if you're currently doing drug testing, just go back, make sure that you have one in place. If you don't, there's a lot of resources out there. You can find them on the Internet, but I I do caution, make sure you get an HR professional, an attorney, or some type of company that specializes in that development work to take a look because there are a lot of nuances to it. Uh, You can also ask by starting uh, to ask your current drug screening provider if they can help you and take a look at that with you as well. um, if they have samples and things that they can share with you. Uh, but it's definitely becoming very complicated because of these state laws, and it's different from state to state. So you have to account for those laws um, in the states that you operate. So if you're in multiple states, obviously it makes it a little more difficult. Um, you want to make sure that you have um, you're accounting for any medical marijuana laws, which there's so many states now that have that. Uh, there's newer case rulings you might have to account for. Um, you might have to provide accommodation under the American with. Disabilities Act. If somebody tests positive and they have a medical marijuana card, so these are all things you're going to want to account for in your policy. Um, So that's the starting point. And then secondly, I would say um, for folks to understand the testing method that you are using, or you know, understanding it before you start, um, there's a big difference between instant drug testing and lab-based testing. Obviously, the price; um, those instant tests are really cheap, so a lot of people are are drawn to them. They're cheap and easy. They think right, but You get what you pay for. They're not good tests. I don't recommend those cheap instant tests. So definitely go with a lab confirmation type of test. And with that said, the most popular lab-based drug test out there is the urine testing. Um, That's what we see the most of. But there is oral fluid testing, and it has come a long way. It's very effective. It does avoid you having to send somebody to a lab. I know there's um, some issues. People are afraid they're going to lose the candidate if they have to go send them to a lab. So oral fluid has really... Um, seen an increase. Uh, it's the best method also, of the oral fluid testing, to test for recent usage, which is really helpful with the marijuana testing. Uh, but you have to check in your state too. Not every state law allo- uh, allows for the oral fluid testing. So just check in your state before you actually do it. Your provider can definitely help you uh, to determine uh, if you're allowed in your state or not to do that oral fluid. Uh, but if you're doing urine testing, you're in good hands, that's a great test as well. Uh, just know those are kind of your two options. There's other testing out there, but for your situation and what you need in the call center and the contact centers um, would be the urinalysis or the um, oral fluid lab-based. But definitely talk to your provider. Ask them if you're doing testing now. Ask them what's included. Ask them are there any alternatives, anything else you could be thinking about. Um, And then also, you know, when you're asking them about the tests, Find out what's in your test. A lot of people don't even know what they're testing for. There's five panels and nine panels and ten panels. So the additional um, – the, the standard panels have marijuana, cocaine, PCP, amphetamines, and opiates. Uh, but there's additional panels that you can add, and a lot of times there's no additional cost. So you really obviously want to check to your contract requirements with your clients on what they want um, tested. You might not want to go above and beyond, but at least know what's out there. Um, but And if there's no additional cost, um, why not um, test for it. But one thing, um, you know, we were recently meeting with one of our larger call center clients and they said, oh, we noticed our drug tests; We've had less positivity rates Um, And then I shared with them um, what a lot of people don't know. Synthetic marijuana, which has become very, very popular, it does not show up in a a standard drug test. So when you're checking for marijuana and you have an applicant who's using synthetic marijuana, they will not come back with a positive drug test result. So just be aware of that. Is there testing for it? Sure, there is. Um, But it's expensive. So what I tell people, you know, it might not be uh, in your best interest to do it because the cost can oftentimes double what you're paying right now just to cut, keep up with that synthetic marijuana. And the reason it's so expensive is because the they keep changing the compounds ever so slightly. So the labs have to keep up on that testing. So I'm usually just recommending that synthetic marijuana testing be done for safety sensitive positions, probably not in your locations, but do know you're going to have people that get through the drug test. That doesn't mean that they're not. Doing drugs of some kind So um, that's a, an area most people don't know about And I think it's they should know Just to be aware of
1: Interesting, okay, that's uh, very good Information on the synthetic marijuana As opposed to the natural uh, Marijuana, so it could be that uh, You say if you're going to be Smoking the natural stuff, you're in trouble oh, That's a bad pun, sorry about that <laughs> But Because uh, <laughs> that will show up In the panels, whereas the synthetic won't uh, but that's a very good thing to know about. And, again, as you say, uh, it may be of managerial interest to you or not, uh, because if it's a safety issue, uh, somebody's down in the loading docks of a company, then it's different than if they're in the um, in the uh, cubicle, you know, taking calls and maybe have used a few days ago or something like that. Um, One of the things that you mentioned that I just wanted to follow up on is the policy, the fact that you have a clear policy. And just to uh, sort of put a bow on that, we're really talking about a written policy that is available to uh, the employees and that they see and perhaps even that they sign up to when they become an employee. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct when they become an employee, but it's also you don't necessarily have to give it to an applicant, but it It helps you as the employer because if something comes up in a drug test, how are you going to handle it? What's your process? What's your policy? Anytime there's any issue, right, you're going to have an attorney that's like, okay, let me see your policy. You know, did you follow the policy? So that's even more of why you want to make sure that you have it.
1: Okay. So you have it, it's written, and then it's uh, sort of followed faithfully and consistently.
2: Correct. Okay.
1: All right. A lot of good information there. Well, we're hearing a lot about legalizing marijuana in the news lately. Um, beyond the things that we've already talked about, what are some of the things that contact center managers should know?
2: So um, I'm sure everybody's aware, right? It's it's no secret, and it's pretty popular out there in the news. But more than 50% of the states, or 30 states right now plus D.C., have legalized uh, medical use of marijuana. And then we have nine states plus Washington, D.C., that have formed Uh, have have legalized some form of recreational marijuana so that's a whole lot of states Um, and if you're in one of those states um, the thing to know is each state law differs so just because one state has uh, allowed the medical use of marijuana it's not going to be the same exact law as another state so it's important that when you're in your state that you review your specific law and understand it whether it's for the medical marijuana or the recreational marijuana and how it's going to impact your workplace. So some, some laws are more favorable than others to the employers. So it may not affect your testing at all, or you may have to have a little slight policy change or um, something like that. But just you have to be aware of each of those state laws. And, again, your, your provider should be able to at least guide you in the right place. They can't give you the legal advice per se, but they know this stuff. They're on top of all these laws. So that's a great starting point to talk to them about. Um, But then there's also – it's also important for folks to know um, there's a big inconsistency, right, between state and federal. As we know, marijuana still remains illegal at the federal level. Um, And just this past January, our attorney general, Jeff Sessions, he came out with guidance uh, to really just undo the Obama administration um, had removed marijuana from the list of federal drug enforcement priorities – um, and in, and now he's removed that and he said, you know what, I'm permitting my prosecutors to decide how aggressively to go after the marijuana enforcement in their jurisdictions. And it's leaving the door open for stricter enforcement, which is kind of scary when you're seeing these state uh, rules easing um, what the rules on marijuana and the federal government saying we're not going to ease it. I will say the Attorney General's guidance came out right in January, right when California's law that legalized uh, recreational marijuana became effective. It was kind of, if you remember, there was some talk back and forth with California and the federal government and with immigration and things like that. So it seemed to be at that time a direct hit. Uh, because of California's laws. I will tell you, we haven't seen any increased focus from the federal prosecutors in this area, so that's a good thing for employers. Um, And I will, um, I guess exciting news in some respects, uh, because I think it makes it clearer for folks, but just last week there was legislation introduced by Senator Gardner from Colorado, he's a Republican, and then the Democrat um, senator from Massachusetts, Senator Warren, they introduced uh, a bill that... um, Says it provides an amendment to the Controlled Substances Act, and it protects people who are complying with their state or tribal laws as it relates to marijuana. That's an important thing, and you know both Mar- uh, Massachusetts and Colorado obviously have legalized recreational marijuana, so that's partly why their senators are coming out with this in a bipartisan fashion. Um, and just in the news last week, when this came out, President Trump did announce that he supports the bill. Um, he'll, you know, we'll have to wait to see how it plays out, but. I think that's a positive development because there's been a lot of just confusion on, um, you know, the inconsistencies between federal and state law. So, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, you know, we know how slow these bills come through and laws are made in Washington. So it remains to be seen if that comes to pass.
1: Right, that's a fascinating uh, landscape, really, uh, 51 state and uh, D.C. jurisdictions to deal with. Uh, then there's a federal level, which is at odds with many uh, state jurisdictions. And then, actually, something which uh, you haven't talked about yet, but I'm sure will be uh, added to this mix, is what the courts do, because all of these pieces of legislation then have to get interpreted or struck down, or, or, or. And probably that can add to the confusion and the uh, complexity that uh, call center managers are going to be facing.
2: And you know what, Bruce, that's a great point with the court cases. And the early on, the court cases, have, right now they've only been related to the medical marijuana usage, nothing with recreational. So that remains to be seen. As far as medical marijuana, the first few states that had cases, it was Washington State, California, Colorado. And all of those cases ruled in favor of the employer. Um, so they were all favorable for the employer side. But just this past year or two, there were cases in New England, here in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island all ruling in favor of the applicant. So it's almost like there's been a shift. So it, it still remains to be seen which way things kind of head from there. So, yeah, you're right on that court guidance. It's going to get really confusing.
1: Hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, what are some of the other challenges that can be expected? Uh,
2: well, I guess, you know, kind of starting with just testing for marijuana alone, is it's tricky. It's not measured in the same way that uh, alcohol impairment is measured. So you can't – there's no tests currently available today that show, okay, this person is high right now. They're under the influence right now of marijuana. It rather just shows kind of that the drug is in the person's body. And for habitual marijuana users, it can stay in your system for up to 30 days. Um, Believe me, I wish I can invent the test that did test for that. It's not an easy thing to come up with. Believe me, they're trying to see if they can come up with testing – Um, but nothing exists right now. Um, And I would also say, you know, some of the challenges I would would say for hiring managers to have a plan. When an applicant states they have a medical marijuana card, do you have a plan? Do you know what you're going to say? Do you know what you're going to do? Um, and, you know, you want to avoid those costly lawsuits. So you might want to have a plan that you're still going to say, okay, you still have to go through the test because, you know, they might test positive for some other drugs. So you might not want to stop the process there. Um, and then it also gives you time to figure out what you're going to do with your um, with your team there. Um, and then the recreational marijuana laws, um, it's still – any of those laws, they're different from state to state, all of these, medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, different by, by each state. But you want to um, – Definitely check that out. It's going to continue to evolve. I'll tell you, in the state of Maine, if we have any listeners from the state of Maine, please be careful. Um, there is, in their law, it states that you can test to see if they're under the influence. Um, and there is no test, as I just stated. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in the state of Maine right now. So that one, you got to be extra careful. All the other states um, have still been pretty lax in, for allowing employers to test. So you're okay there. Um, And then I just want to make sure everyone's aware, too, that there is, you know, we started off this uh, chat with, you know, you should have your substance abuse policy, definitely have one in place. But there is isn't no longer one that one size fits all. So employers really need to review their policy and their drug screening process and understand it's not just a cut and paste and you have this policy and everybody can use the same one.
1: Interesting. Okay, and uh, you're a New Englander. I'm a New Englander by birth and upbringing, and uh, it sounds like uh, the New England states are <laughs> among the most problematic these days. So that's uh, it's up in smoke. <laughs> yeah, they used to be
2: very.
1: Not anymore. Um, okay, so and the alcohol versus marijuana uh, distinction is just so stark. When, or the fact that uh, with alcohol you can do a breathalyzer test or something like that and uh, get some, get the actual situation of the person in terms of impairment. Uh, and with marijuana, you just can't do that at all. Well, one of the things you mentioned, Christine, was uh, that policy is no longer one size fits all. So maybe we could go back to that for a second. And do you have uh, any tips on what should be included in the areas that uh, might be causing trouble?
2: Sure. Sure. Um... Yeah, there's a lot to policy. So I'll give you uh, my top eight general policy considerations that everybody should consider. Um, So first, you want to make sure your policy includes a statement that the position regarding workplace use, possession, impairment, and sale, What you as the employer, what your position is on that. And second, the consequences if someone violates that policy. Then you want an explanation that impairment does not excuse poor performance or misconduct. And that includes even those who have a medical marijuana card. You might want to state that in there. Um, You want to make sure it says that it's the employee's responsibility to seek treatment for drug addiction issues. You don't want it to become your issue. I will tell you, if we have any Minnesota listeners, um, they're pretty in favor of the employer having the problem (laughs) and not the applicant. So just be careful there. You want to make sure you're doing it. Uh, before they start, you don't let them start ahead of time. Um, then you also want to look at the circumstances when, you're gonna, when drug testing will occur, such as pre-employment, random, reasonable suspicion, and the consequences of that drug test refusal. Now, you might just be doing pre-employment testing, and some states don't even allow you to do random, but you might want to have a reasonable suspicion in there, just in case you need it some day down the road, even if you're not doing it now, that's something to consider. You want to make sure that you state that, um, you know, if you have an employer assistance program, that you stated in there you want to also state the circumstances under which you'll search their area at work so that you're able to search their desk and so you want to say when when those circumstances would come into play and lastly for the general policy considerations state the willingness to engage in an interactive process with an applicant or an employee um, who may have a disability so this way you're kind of covering yourself with the medical marijuana type of um, card holders uh, but in addition to those general ones, uh, it's extremely important to include all the provisions related to the state law. You have to you have to cover those state law provisions. It's so important. Um, and then, you know, in there, a lot of times you want might want to make sure that it says you know what their provisions are, but then also include any anti-discrimination provisions under that state law. So an example would be you know you're not going to discriminate discriminate against medical marijuana card holders. So that's an important fact. So just know every state law is different. You have to have provisions for it. so if you're in multiple states, um what, what we tell people is consider having a rider. Consider having a general policy and then have a state by state rider. So you know here's the rider for Minnesota, Rhode Island, Arizona, wherever you are. Um so this way you're following those exact laws and you can just change those laws out as those state laws change instead of worrying about changing your whole policy, overall policy. Uh, That seems to be the most popular way to go about it these days, but just make sure after you get the policy in place and you're making sure you have it, just make sure you're following it. That's another issue. You have a policy, and then people don't follow it, so just make sure whatever your policy says you're doing or not doing um, that you're following it, so I think that's a, a really important point to make sure people walk away with.
1: Well, and that uh, following the policy is one of the things that we always see in, in other areas of contact center management as well, and their communication is just so important. Uh, making sure that the managers, uh, the supervisors and other managers in the center really understand the policy have been uh, instructed on it, have uh, been even perhaps tested on the policy, and just to make sure that they are, in fact, understanding it and then, um, you know, applying it. So that's a great point, yeah. really, really important. We see that time and again in so many areas of the contact center.
0: Right. Well,
1: so uh, there's a lot to know, really, when it comes to drug <laughs> testing. You can see that. Um, what, what's your feeling? Do you think drug testing will become easier in the future? What's, what's going to happen there?
2: Yeah, I would say um I'd say yes and no <laughs> to to answer that. I, I think technology is definitely gonna make testing easier and more efficient. For those of you who are testing now, you're probably already seeing that um, there's been a move to electronic chain of custody forms, and if you haven't, you should look into it. It's only those in rural areas that maybe don't have that. Um, So I I, I suspect that's gonna get easier and easier, um, and also allowing for online scheduling for your applicants, so that makes it easier. They can bring their smartphone, and that has their kind of barcode that they can go in and get drug testing. And then the testing, the results are coming back quicker, and they're gonna even come back quicker. I I see technology really helping in this area, Making things more uh, cost-effective, more efficient. So, in that regard, I think there's a lot of good things happening. Um, and the part, the part of my answer that's no is, um, I think where it's not be- going to become easier is just, you know, and you, you alluded to it earlier with the legal landscape. I think we're going to see more and more cases uh, and case law on drug testing, whether it's a state that has recreational marijuana, whether whether it's more medical marijuana cases. Um, I think we're going to see more and more um, cases there, and that's going to impact on maybe how you test or when you test and what you could test for. So I think it's going to be an area that you kind got of, to kind of, Continually be a, pay attention to, and and talk to your providers, talk to your team, make sure that you're up to date and doing the right thing. So in that respect, I find it going to be more challenging. You can't just have your drug testing policy on autopilot and never look at it again. Um, so that'd be my answer on the on what the future looks like.
1: Okay, it's going to be an interesting future. That's for sure, an added level of complexity for for all of us. And uh, yeah, because the the, the challenge is. Uh, to the policies are going to be uh, reflected or, you know, that's going to, in some cases, uh, be occasioned by the challenges to the laws that come out. And those will be laws uh, that are challenged in the state courts and the federal courts. So, well, let me ask you this. With all these things to keep in mind, are there resources for employers to learn more about drug testing and marijuana in the, uh, in the workplace?
2: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of resources out there. There are many companies that offer uh, policy development. You just want to make sure that you choose one that's qualified to assist in the development or update of your policies and make sure that they understand the state laws. Uh, But as for the uh, state-specific laws, um, I do offer a free resource guide on our website. We do map out every single state, and we have a link to their state law. So if anyone's interested in that, it's it's at the higherimage.com website and we have a resource section you just fill in and you'll get a free right there get access to our we have a a guide on recreational marijuana one on medical marijuana so you can see what the specific laws are in those states that you're doing business Uh, but yeah there's Mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot out there and um, you know the internet's a a good place you just want to make sure you're looking in the right places but it definitely is good to keep you uh, as I mentioned earlier just it's up to you to keep updated on this. Don't just go into autopilot and ignore it. It's just going to keep changing. So you've got to stay up to date on it.
1: Perfect. Okay. These are fabulous insights, Christine. So we really appreciate it. I noticed that uh, Daniel has some questions for you. So let me hand things over to Daniel.
0: Yes. This is a question from Taylor. With the increase in legalization of marijuana, have you seen employers removing marijuana from their drug testing panels?
2: That's a great question, Taylor. Um, Yes, we have, actually. Um, We have more and more employers asking us to just remove it because they don't want the headache with the medical marijuana card. Um, Obviously not in the safety-sensitive positions, but with call centers um, you don't have that issue. If you're considering it for your um, workplace, just make sure you're checking and you're updating your policy to say such a thing, if you're saying what you test for. And also make sure you're looking at your contracts, that you're not taking it out and you have to have it in there. But it definitely is possible. You would just talk to your provider. It's as easy as us just say, telling the labs we're changing the panels and um, you can go from there. But it's more from you on the internal side to make sure that you're updating policies and you're still in compliance with the contract obligations.
1: And, Christine, the uh, thought behind that in terms of taking it out is that you're removing uh, sort of a level of headaches because uh, you're removing a level of challenges that might come up, or you say, okay, we think that we can handle this better through performance-based uh, management, or uh, it will cost us less because the panel will have less yeah. in it. or What, no, what, are, the, it what are some of yeah. the thoughts behind that?
2: Yeah, that's good good questions. Um so basically it's not it's not about cost. It's probably still going to cost you the same amount of money. It's more about it's coming up a lot in the states that have legalized recreational marijuana, so now you have people who you know on at home are smoking marijuana and it's allowed or they're meeting out places and so a lot more people we're finding, especially in this economy where you're trying to hire people, a lot of people are failing for marijuana in these states, and they don't want these people to fail they want to be able to hire people number one and number two, I think there's been a softening in the hire with hiring managers that they realize. There is no test right now to say you're high and you're high at work. So if you smoke, you know, on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night, but you're working Monday through Friday and you're not smoking, you're not coming to work high. Um, there's that's kind of the rub. There is like there because there's no test, and because there's recreational marijuana in their their states, that's usually the reason. But then you have the medical marijuana issue too, and uh, more and more people not knowing what to do when that comes up. So. Some people are just like, hey, I don't care. I I just want to take it out. It just gives me less of a headache and easier to maintain and easier to hire some good qualified individuals.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, Daniel, we have any other uh, questions? Yeah,
0: one last question uh, from Jordan. If someone has a medical marijuana card, does their drug test show up negative or positive for marijuana?
2: And that is another really good question. So um, you should definitely check with your provider on what how they're responding back to you. But I will tell you with federal law, um, federal law, most drug testing is guided by Department of Transportation and how that system is handled. So it will come back as positive for marijuana. So if someone's smoking marijuana and THC is in their system, it will come back positive for marijuana. It will not come back negative. And how that's a little different, right, is – Think about someone who maybe had some dental work and they were taking vicodin, uh, but they had a prescription um, the The medical review officer gets in touch with that applicant gets provided the prescription, and then that test comes back as negative. You don't even know about it. But with uh, marijuana, there is, um, unless they have a prescription, which is very different than a medical marijuana card, um, a prescription is different. So they would be getting like a pill form or this, it's called Marinol. Um, but with regular marijuana, if they just have a card, it's going to come back positive. You'll have some um, some. Uh, MROs that will list that they have a medical card. But they kind of, you know, the, the thought is leave it up to you as the employer or the applicant to tell you, oh, I have a card, and then at that time you deal with it. Um, but it definitely would come back positive.
1: Is there anything with regard to distinction between edibles and smoking that uh, we should know about?
2: Um, not in the, I don't know, in the whole ingesting part of it, but definitely in the testing part um, there is really no There's no difference um, on kind of how that's going to come back, just about what levels come back that show that you have THC in your system.
1: That's what I thought, but uh, that's good to have confirmation of that. Okay. Well, very good. We've come to the end of our half hour, and this has been really, really interesting. Uh, Christine, really, uh, thank you so much for these insights. And is there any last things that you wanted to say before we hand things over to Daniel? Daniel?
2: No, I appreciate you all having me, and again, like I said, just keep paying attention. It's an ever-changing area, so happy to come talk to your listeners again in the future when there's some significant changes.
1: We will take you up on that. Very good, Christine. Thank you. So, Daniel, over to you to wrap things up.
0: Uh, Thanks again, uh, Christine and Bruce Belfiore, for your insightful discussion on the show today. Be sure to join us next month for another great show or look at our huge selection of archived shows and topics at benchmarkportal.com, then click on Call Talk, where you will find over seven seasons of this show. From all of us at Benchmark Portal, keep those headsets steady and your fingers ready. This is Daniel Cowan, signing out. Have a great day.